This is the In Search More podcast, and I will see you on the other side. Ryan, you'd be shocked how many people get tricked, tripped up on this. This, and I'm not mocking it because I got tripped up on it too. Right? Am I an addict? People will sit there with that, but I don't really know if I'm an addict. Well, if I'm an addict, I don't know what that. Like, what does this mean? Like, I don't know if I'm an addict. And over and over, and this was like this was literally my experience where I knew I was engaging in behaviors I didn't want to engage. Right? right. That, that was clear. I knew I wanted to stop. I knew I was willing to devote the time and attention necessary to get myself to stop. When I spoke to someone who had experience with this, he said, Ellie, I think you're an addict. And this question bugged the hell out of me so much, it consumed me, I couldn't think about anything else. Mm. I was like, no, no, there's no way I could be an addict. And... <clears throat> The thought becomes paralyzing to the point that no work is done because I don't want to admit that I'm an addict. Maybe I'm not an addict. How could I be an addict? And here's what I tell people. Here's like, it doesn't even mean anything. It's, it's useless for any other reason other than to direct healing. That's all we want to know. We're not looking to walk around saying this guy's an addict, that guy's an addict. There's only one time that it's useful is what is the healing modality that I am going to adopt in order to get past this problem. And let me give you an example. Okay. Let's say someone is on a spending binge. Okay. And there's two possibilities. Right? So here they are and they're engaging over this two or three month period in a wild and reckless spending pattern. And they go to a therapist or some sort of professional and the professional wants to figure out okay, what's going on here? Right? There could be a couple of different things. So I'll share two possibilities. I'm sure there are more. One is that the person's bipolar and they're going through a manic episode and that usually in that mania, uh, people will feel invincible in some way and they may think, okay, I can spend much more than normally could, right? So we could be dealing with bipolar or we could be dealing with a spending addiction, a shopping addiction. None of them are who that person is. It's, it's not the only reason we engage in this exercise to figure out whether it's bipolar or whether it's addiction is, okay, where do I send them to? Right. You know, on bipolar, maybe the person needs lithium, maybe the person needs other, other medication, maybe there's a, a one type of therapy and healing modality I'll take them down, and with addiction, maybe it's 12 steps, maybe it's something, rehab. That's all. That's the whole reason we do it. And hopefully, you know, I, I share that for those who are, getting caught up in this, whether they are or aren't an addict, and that's paralyzing them in some way from moving on, and replace it literally with anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether I am or I'm not a cheater, or all of these words we put on ourselves, that it becomes so much about that when we know what we got to do. And that's the only reason we have these labels. It's if I'm an addict. Another way it's useful is some people say there's no such thing as a sex addiction. So there's no such thing. I've read the research, I've done the studies, you can be addicted to a drug, but how can you be addicted to sex? There's no outside substance coming inside you. Great. Okay. Let the studies show what they show. It's irrelevant to me. What's relevant to me is that when I've followed this path that other people who've called themselves addicts have followed and they found reprieve from their problem, I did that thing and I found reprieve from that problem I didn't take on for the rest of my life. This is my identity. I am an addict. I took this on 
in order to follow a certain healing modality that other people have used. That's it. We're free. We're free people, much bigger than any of these labels. But we're going to embark on a certain journey that other people who have called addicts have found helpful. That's all. Just a label, not an identity. You're free. You're free to take the next step you know is best. Is that, uh, is that the, the typical order, going back to um, what you said in the beginning? Is it usually um, I'm engaging in behavior um, that I don't want to engage in and then I can't stop? And then I, I guess how does one know that they're, I guess, engaging or, or, or facing an addiction? Like, meaning, I could not like to gamble. Like, you know, damn, I, I wish I didn't spend that amount of money in Vegas. And then two days later, ah, okay, I lost the bet. Okay, whatever. And then I win. Like, how do I know when it's like, okay, it's a problem, I guess, is the question. When do you... Right, so it's, it's usually not the first option you're going to pick off the menu. Right. Right, so we've all done things uh, we didn't want to do. I've... Woken up as a teenager in a pile of throat from drinking. Before I did that, I didn't know that that amount of alcohol can create that feeling and can make me vomit. Afterwards, I did, and I stopped drinking to that level. Right. I, I never really had to engage in the whole exercise of whether I'm addicted to alcohol because the awareness came pretty soon after the experience I didn't like. Right. Whereas with an addict, it, it keeps coming up, and it's like, okay, maybe I'll try something else. Right. Maybe I'll only drink if it's dark outside. Mm. Maybe I'll only drink with friends. Maybe I'll only do it on the weekends. Maybe I'll have this limit or that limit. Right. So the first question when someone is starting to deal with a problem of this nature and they're turning and saying, Hey, is this an issue? Do I should I get help for this? Am I possibly an addict? The first question I would ask them or anyone else would, um, a professional most professionals would ask is and I'm not a professional, I'm just saying that you know, I've right. learned from others, is what have you done to stop? And if it's an addict, they've tried and failed in a, a number of times. It's, you know, if you think about what we talk about, what are the implications of it being an addict when we use that, that term is we kind of got to throw a lot at it, right? This, mm -hmm. is not a, this is not a little, like, yeah. brush fire. This is a forest fire. Just got real. Right. We, we, we got to call in the... Artillery, we gotta, yeah. we gotta get in the support systems. We gotta change our life. We gotta throw stuff at it. That's that's the approach. When I say the healing modality, you know, yes, it's the twelve steps. But what's the difference between the twelve steps and say therapy? Therapy, you go to once a week. The twelve steps is a way of life, and it's it's not even three or four times the amount. Oh, I go to three meetings a week or four meetings a week instead of one session of therapy. I've done therapy. Therapy is okay. You know, Monday at 7, I'm at the therapist's office. And maybe he gives me a little homework. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe the next time I think about it is Monday at 7. Is the next week Monday at 7. Recovery is not like that at all. It's, it's a commitment to a way of life. Sometimes it takes on the form of detox and rehab and 24-7, 365 for a 30, 60, 90-day period. And sometimes it takes on an outpatient a type experience where I'm going to go to three, four meetings a week, but I'm also changing the rest of my schedule and I'm changing the way I'm thinking and I'm changing my life. And, you know, we're not going to get into all of that in, in this episode, but suffice it to say that we're throwing a lot more at this problem 
than we are if it's just a, a habit that we can't control. Got it. Another way to know is, let's say this, we're probably all addicted to wheat and sugar, right? If you have a standard diet in the U.S., you're probably addicted to those two things. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know it unless you tried to stop it. So another thing also with addiction is we're not talking about that physical addiction, say, to sugar or wheat or something like that, which just stay away from for 30 days. Just do whatever you could to stay away from sugar for 30 days. It's going to be uncomfortable. But at the end of 30 days, your body should adjust, and you'll be cool with it. Some of these other things, it, it took much more, right? So if you talk to someone, you say, what have you done to stop alcohol? And I know one guy who said, you know, I put all the alcohol in my house in the freezer, and I said, I'm not touching it. Um, and for two months, I didn't have any alcohol. So you had that period to kind of like detox your body. And then what? A stressful evening or this thought that, hey, maybe I could just try. And one drink turned into six and six turned into a weekend of drinking. Right? That, those kind of experiences start cluing you into the fact that there, it may warrant something more than you've done until now. Whether it reaches the clinical level of addiction, whether everyone agrees that this could be an addiction, that's, that's a separate conversation. We just know that people who struggled in this way have benefited from healing in this way, and that's why we engage in it.